welcome to the Into the Wolf podcast. I'm the host and leadership coach, Seth Rigoletti. And this podcast is about helping people figure out how to find their true voice, how to, how to really trust themselves. And I know that a lot of self-help books, at least in my experience, self-help books and, and business books tend to, to lead with some concept of uh, knowing yourself and trusting yourself and, and finding yourself well, you know, authenticity, and, and it's great. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with it, but it's also, you know, it's really hard to do. Um, at least I have found it really hard to do. And I, with my clients and, and what I work on and, and why this podcast exists is to help people maybe uh, get a few skills in how to do that, a few thoughts on how to do that uh, that I've collected over the years. And the end of the wolf is is really a reference to how this change has to happen you know it has to be profound you know we have to actually uh, be willing to risk a great deal in order for that that change to really occur today's podcast is uh, about situation versus character and how do we how do we figure out how to align who we are with how we're perceived and I want to I want to start off with this this idea that was floated by John Wooden. I don't think it's originally his. It's probably a Stoic concept. But it, but John Wooden was a basketball coach, UCLA basketball coach in the 1960s, one of the winningest Division One coaches in the history of basketball. And he had a lot of you know very profound faith based ideas. But this one I thought is just very interesting for today. He said. Be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while reputation is merely what others think you are. Uh, and then he would follow that up with saying things like, "What you do, you know, character is what you do when no one is watching. And I just love that concept of be more focused on who you are and less focused on how people perceive you. That's really powerful and helpful when we are trying to figure out how to navigate through some of the, especially today, right, in social media, how to navigate through some of the perceptions that people have in us. But today's podcast is going to be more specifically around why do people think certain things about you? Like, where did they get that impression? And this concept of what are people perceiving when they're perceiving our behaviors. And the thing that we're going to get to is, is about what they're perceiving is they're perceiving you as this is who you are and what to do about that. Okay. So first of all, character, one part of character that John Wooden's talking about is character is like how I, how I perceive myself. How do I feel, uh, you know, mo- what are my motivations? What are my values, my principles? And when someone says someone so has good character, that usually means that they they know themselves. Character is also how others see me, and I, I know that's what we talked about in John Wooden's quote about reputation. But reputation it doesn't quite cover uh, if if something happens uh, if you and I bump into each other on the street, and I perceive that you didn't apologize or you were aggressive in the way that you bumped into me. I'm not really responding to your reputation in that moment. I'm really responding to you and, and how I perceive you in that moment. And 
And this is why we have to understand that situation. So, so in that moment I'm having, I'm in a situation with you and that, that, uh, your behaviors in that situation are going to drive both how I perceive you and also how I choose to act in that moment. And what we're going to do is try to unlock that a little bit. So our actions in general, right, are driven by what's, what we is happening around us or what we perceive is happening around us. So first, just what's happening around us in that scenario about I bump into you and you, and I, I, um, I'm walking on the street and we walk by each other and, and you kind of clip me. Let's say, let's say it's like in New York, New York City on Fifth Avenue, and you clip me. And the first thing that I'm responding to is there was a collision, right? There was a collision of bodies where, you know, at one, like one moment I was walking and I was fine. The next moment there was like uh, what I'll call violence, right? Some, some kind of violence. Not, not death-defying, not, not something that's going to like hurt somebody really, but just something took me out of myself. And when I, when I experience that violence, the situation becomes, oh, I was bumped on the street in New York City, and now I have a reaction to that. And that reaction to that is based upon how I perceive you in that moment. Now, I might naturally just react and I might just be like a reactive person who's going to say, oh, you know, this is a fight. And, and that might just be my nature, which comes back to like my character is that I'm, I'm quick to, to, to fight. But it's still in reaction to something that's happening. Most likely, most of us, meaning most of us who, who want to operate in the civilized world, want to believe that no one's really like wants to necessarily fight us on the streets of New York City, most of us are going to sort of check in and be like, Is that, was that on purpose? You know, we're going to look at the intention. And if in that situation, you, when you bumped into me, you don't apologize, right? You don't make any motion to, to signal to me that this was by accident. This was a uh, mistake, right? You signal somehow that this is on purpose. And if you do that, you signal that this is on purpose, then my perception of you in that moment is going to be much, much more aggressive. I'm going to see your character as much more aggressive. How about that? It's going to be more about how I think about you is going to be more connected to what I think you're actually doing or your intention behind what you're doing in that moment. So getting back to the podcast earlier about intent and impact. So this is, this is kind of what we want to focus on right now because it's, it's not so much the bumping that, that really is interesting. It's the, it's the reaction and the perception of what's happening. And the, the, the fundamental core piece to this that we all have to understand is that all behavior looks to other people like character. 
all behavior looks to other people like character. So that means that if I bump into you and I don't apologize, you know, maybe because I didn't, who knows why, right? Like maybe I thought you bumped into me or whatever the thing is. That perception that you're going to have of me or that I'm going to have of you is predicated on the idea that behavior happened and I think you did that on purpose. I think you did that because you're a certain way. And the example I usually give for this is uh, two people, two different cars, right? Uh, at an intersection where there's a stoplight. I'm in the car in front and I'm sort of daydreaming a little bit and the light turns green and the car behind me honks his horn. Now, if that again, if that's in New York City, maybe not a big deal, but in some areas of the country, that's like kind of a big deal. And if you honk your horn behind me, I might think to myself, you honked your horn because you're kind of an asshole. Like you're just, you're just a little bit impatient. You, on the other hand, are going to think that you honked your horn because I was kind of a flake and not paying attention and a jerk probably for, for not paying attention. You know, what am I doing on the road if I'm daydreaming all the time? And so you honk your horn. I think you're an asshole. And I'm, I wouldn't do this normally, but let's say I stick my middle finger out the window and I stick my middle finger out the window because you honked your horn. You see me stick my middle finger out the window and you immediately think I did that because I'm the asshole. Now, what this means is for us to understand about communication is that everything I do looks to me situationally based. Like, like I have a reason for everything that I do. If I, if I yell, if I cry, if I run away, if I, if I get aggressive, like everything I do, I have a reason for it. But the problem is to everybody else, to everybody else, all of my behavior looks like character. That's just who that person is. And, and what this means is that the concept of character, the good and bad concept of character is entirely relative to whether or not I understand the situation that you're in, whether or not I can perceive that, or if I'm willing to perceive it, and whether or not you're willing to understand how it's, re it's being received by me. And the thing that, that really is important for us to, to sort of reconcile, I guess, in our heads is that nobody knows what we're thinking. Nobody knows what's happening inside us. That is this famous quote that, that, uh, I think it's from a, a reverend from the uh, late 1800s, but this concept of, you know, be careful with everybody you in, interact with because everybody's fighting a battle. Everybody's fighting a battle. And what that means is, is that everyone's having these conversations in their heads. Everyone's having something that they're dealing with, some, some sense of, you know, whether it's insecurity or doubt or or even like literally some, some sort of problem that they're, they're experiencing. Maybe someone is sick, maybe somebody is, uh, maybe they're about to lose their job. But everybody has something. And if you can understand that 
everyone's behavior is based upon not only upon the situation but also their their own perception of the situation everyone's looking at their world and the things that are happening around them through a filter of their own thoughts right their own sense of themselves and if we can understand that um, this is important for us individually to understand not not so much in the collective but us individually that that nobody i don't i've never met anybody who actually thinks that they're a bad person and i said this in the last one episode about this about very few people actually claim evil even people who are doing things that are that we could perceive or globally could perceive as evil they don't think of themselves as evil you know, Nazis didn't think of themselves as evil. They just they had some idea in their mind about what, what was for the greater good or for their own good or I don't know. But, but it's important to understand that people rarely do things, uh, unless they're mentally disturbed, rarely do things simply to be bad. They usually are trying to solve for something internally. And you can sort of test this out in your own life and just see what what, what it is that you do, you know, when people perceive what you did as being right or wrong, you know, how do you perceive it? And if we can think of, of our own behaviors, not so much as being linked as to like, well, I'm a good person, so anything I do must be good, or you're a bad person in my mind, so everything you do must be bad. Like instead of linking it to this duality, which gets, I think, really confusing, right, after a while. Uh, what if we put it into this context of, hey, everything I do, everything I do, all my behaviors are going to be perceived by the people around me as character. And in group settings, this is really important. Not so much because I want you to shut down, I want you to like close up and, and become really protective of yourself. No, the opposite. Like I want you to be more open, I want you to be more, more curious about what is actually happening in the room. How are people perceiving your behaviors? What are you actually reacting to? What exactly are the situations that you're responding to? And how are people responding to your responses to those situations? And this is where we really start to unwind some difficult dynamics in groups where we start to actually unwind our own ways of entangling with other people. And if we can just, if we can just unwind it and, and start to see, okay, who do I want to be in this moment? If I'm at the light and the light turns green and I wasn't paying attention, you honk your horn, I can certainly focus on that is, makes me feel bad or that makes, that feels critical of me or I'm a good person. Why would you honk your horn? I'm a good driver, whatever, rather than, than sort of make this about you know what i perceive as a slight against my character really look at my own behaviors and be like huh well the light did turn green and i didn't go and i wouldn't have honked my horn maybe but at the same time you know it's just what happened and if we look at this stuff as just this just what happened i get to focus a little bit more on what do i actually value in this moment if what I value, and this comes back to John Wooden's quote, right? If I value 
more, if I more, if I value so much more what you perceive about me, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna feel really compelled to lash out, to like correct your perception of me. And and all that's gonna do is just like spire. I mean, it never go. No one has ever flipped somebody off, and as far as I know, and had the other person be like, oh hey, yeah, good point, thank you, you know, <laughs> like that. That's really helpful. Thanks. So if we can get like clarity about who do I want to be in this moment, who am, who am I really? What are my values? What do I value driving to work? What do I value in this moment of my life? And that, that may take a little while to, to really get yourself untangled, disentangled, disenthralled from this idea that we are actually in control of how people perceive us in the way that we want to be in control. In other words, we want to lash out and think that that's going to work or they're wrong. They don't perceive us right. So we're going to lash out against that rather than doing that. Or, or this actually, this is actually what I noticed too, is that oh, like we have to, we want to explain it. We want to, we want them to understand why we did what we did. You know, you don't understand. It's this, you don't understand. It's that. And, you know, the, there's this thing about that, about the you, you don't understand pieces that nobody cares, right? Nobody cares how you're perceiving your intentions, going back to intentions and impact. Nobody cares how you perceive your own self. All they care about is how they're experiencing you. Again, impact from the last session. So if you can focus on like, okay, who do I actually want to be? And accept, and this this is a big accepting, right? This, you have to accept this in a big way. Accept that your behaviors are going to be perceived as character. You know, I can say all I want. I'm not a thief. I'm, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. But if I steal money from you, as far as you're concerned, I'm a thief. And any kind of a, a convincing is going to be just manipulation at that point. It's like, you, know, you understand, I'm not really a thief. I had to steal the money because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, I, I get you that you had a reason, but I think all thieves have a reason, right? You understand, like, I needed your money. That's why I stole your money. That's why I stole your car. I'm not a car thief. I just had to steal your car for this very specific reason. Well, okay, but that's still being a car thief. And I think this is maybe what we have to unhook from is this idea that, you know, it's funny. It's like we're going we're gonna to kind of unhook it from both angles. Like one angle is... We have to unhook it from the idea that people really care that, no, 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 this is who I really am. My behavior is not really who I am because we have to understand that to everyone else, our behavior is, looks like who we really are. And then there's this other piece of it. It's like, we have to let go of the idea that people's behaviors, and this is from the other side, people's behaviors, that we even understand what those behaviors are about, that we think we know we think we know what their intention is and that's just that's just storytelling which we'll talk about later but we can we can tell this whole story oh i know why that person honked at me because they're this kind of person and they do this oh look they drive that kind of car and they're they think this about me and all this stuff comes up and we just don't know we just don't know be more focused on what you want and who you want to be Focused on your clarity of self 
and your own purpose for being here. Stop thinking and stop being concerned with what others think about you and what others may perceive about you. Because frankly, most people, and I'll speak for myself, most people are not thinking about other people that much. And if they are thinking about other people, they're usually thinking about those people in the context of themselves. I wonder what that person is thinking about me. That's what, <laughs> if you polled everybody in an audience, you know, that, that's, you know, there's a speaker on the stage and everyone in the audience, and they're, of course, thinking about what the speaker is thinking about, or, or talking about, rather, but they're not necessarily thinking about the speaker in the way the speaker is thinking about himself or herself. They're thinking about themselves. Oh, what does this have to do with me? And how does this relate to me? And how would I do if I were on stage? And, oh, I wish I were that person. Like, they're just think about themselves. So if you can focus on who you are, right? Who do you really want to be? What really drives you? What really motivates you? What is your purpose? Who are you? Who are you when you're all alone? What do you do then? And see if you can figure out, are my behaviors when I'm all alone the kind of person that I want to be? Not as a performative piece, not as like a rush out and tell everybody, these are the things I did when I was on my own and that means I'm a good person, right? See, it's more just about, okay, if I can focus my behaviors and, and get my purpose and my sense of self and this and this this uh, drive, this motivational drive in when I'm on my own to behave a certain way that makes me feel good about myself, makes me feel like I'm like, okay, this is who I am. Then can I do that in diff different situations? Can I be that person even when it feels more difficult, even when I feel like I'm pressured or when the stakes are higher or when people are asking me tough questions? Character is relative, right? Character is relative to how people are receiving you. Be open and aware of how you behave and let go of the idea that you can convince people or that they even care about what your motivations are. Just be those motivations. Be those behaviors. Unhook from the situation. Focus on who you actually want to be as character. Otherwise, what's going to happen is your reactions to situations are going to drive how people see your character. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, I'm Seth Rigoletti, leadership coach. You can find out more about me at SethRigoletti.com. This is Into the Wolf podcast, a podcast about changing and becoming your authentic self and communicating that more clearly to others. Please leave a comment or like it or share with your, your friends. We appreciate that. And uh, see you next week.